0: Hello, beautiful listeners. Nathan here. Just wanted to let you guys know that you may have noticed at the beginning of this episode we call the podcast the definitive list of everything ever. Also, the title has changed. That is because the quest for the best uh, apparently everyone had the same idea we did, which means great minds think alike and also means we don't know how to use Google. So, for the next handful of episodes, I may intro the show with Welcome to the Quest for the Best and then say something not funny. But the actual name of the show is definitely the definitive list of everything ever, colon, Disney edition, until we Google that and find someone else took that too. So enough of me talking. Just wanted to let you know. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Quest for the Best, colon, Disney edition. I'm your host, Nathan Major, as we go on this magical journey to find the best animated Disney movie out of uh, not all of the, all of the important ones. And with me, as per usual, we have my two accomplices in crime. We have James. Hey, everybody. And the magical editing
1: guru, Derek. Hey, I'm the editor. <laughs> he is. You, you are. <laughs> you did it. Yay. All right.
0: So, um, just coming off of the back of last week where our show didn't have a name. It has a name now. You may have noticed that I introduced the show correctly without any mistakes or editing tricks. So we're going, we're the quest of the best. So put that in your YouTube or your iTunes and smoke it and make sure you subscribe. So you're listening to all of us talk about Disney films every single week. And so this week, we have the next two in chronological order. But first, we're going to talk about the quiz we did for your viewing pleasure, or
2: listening, I guess. Yes. So, you know, what, what quiz did you make us do this week, James? So this one is our princess DNA quiz. Uh, going to tell us uh, which four princesses we are most like. All right. And if you want to do this quiz,
0: we'll link it in the description. Personally, I would suggest you don't. Because it's stupid, but <laughs> I can Derek? I've I've been waiting my whole life for the answer to this question. What is your Disney Princess DNA?
1: Right. My Disney Princess DNA is a powerful combination of Tiana, Snow White, Ariel, and Aurora. Which I I have a personality that is both friendly and quirky. I charm people with ease and hold their attention. With my inquisitive nature and my ability to make those around me comfortable. Wait a minute! Did we all get the same one?
0: Oh wait, no. no. Me and you got. Me and Derek got the same one again. That's what happened. Are you kidding me? I am hoping. Did that... you not see the chat where we put this?
1: Yeah, I got the same one as Derek again. So. I thought it was Derek posted it twice. <laughs> yes, because suddenly I am a redhead. Well, according okay. to this, I, I, I am. do not do anything with
0: Ariel? Spoilers.
1: All right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, yes,
0: I am also. Tiana, Snow White, Ariel, and Aurora. I, the sleepiness of Aurora, the obnoxiousness of Ariel, the br- airheadedness of Snow White, and the sass of Tiana. Actually, I haven't seen that movie, so I don't actually know if she's sassy.
1: Wait, you seriously just, haven't? It's actually good. Uh, That's why we're doing the podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I but didn't think... It
0: untainted.
1: I didn't think this was one of, the, uh, one of the movies that we'd have to get Nathan to watch. I just never got around <laughs>
0: to it. Huh. I'm sorry, I don't you routinely watch movies about Disney princesses after I turned 25. Sorry, apologies. I watch adult
1: movies now. You have gotten one quarter of your DNA shame. <laughs> yeah, one quarter of my DNA is just removed.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think that, that leads to some serious problems. Yeah,
1: it's actually kind of weird because I accidentally took the wrong quiz first. And so, apparently, and I did the one where it was, which Disney princess are you? Just singular one, and I got Mulan. So, apparently, those four Disney princesses add up to one Mulan.
0: Is that how Disney, like, commerce works? Apparently. Oh. I mean, to be fair, it would take a lot of aerials to make up one Mulan. (laughs) So, I guess you probably (laughs) can help with these other people.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, if you want, yeah, I mean, if you want to go... Via, you know, body count, then, yeah, it would take a lot of aerials <laughs> to kill as many people as Mulan did, but that's for another movie.
2: All right. Wow. And James, what All right, are you? I, I got the fierce combination. Mm. Uh, the morality of Pocahontas.
1: <laughs> yeah, You're yeah. Fierce?
2: I, I'm fierce. It's true. Outside. Please. <laughs> so I have the morality of Pocahontas, which, okay. The genuine kindness of Cinderella, the sensitivity of Aurora and the tenacity of Mulan, so I got Mulan's best quality, Derek. yay so
0: so basically they they boiled each princess because Aurora's sensitivity was the same in ours, so basically they just boiled each princess down to whatever two-dimensional character trope they're portrayed in the in the film they're in, and then that's they just mixed those together. Is that how it works?:
2: yes. I, I must be yeah.: Wait, you guys got Aurora too. Yep. And
1: she yeah, was that was the part.
2: Yeah, it's sensitivity. Yeah, then, yep.
1: Hmm. So this quiz is about the same and time. Yeah. Well, to be fair, can you think of any other defining characteristics of her or any of the early ones? Sleepiness!
0: <laughs> she
1: shares that with another one.
0: <laughs> the tiredness of Aurora. Hmm. Suddenly. And the tiredness of Snow White
1: combined. Together they, can- they make the most boring slumber party ever! <laughs> in bed by 6 p.m. What the heck?
2: Same. Yeah.
1: yeah. But all right. So, yeah, I guess we're continuing the trend of me and Nathan are actually the same person. Apparently. Ah. Uh, Tune not. in next
2: week. <laughs> See <laughs> if we're perfect. still the same person. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, no. If you listen, if you listen real carefully, we never talk over each other because it's just me doing both voices. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope this keeps going. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. Yes. Oh wait, I talked over you. That was a trick of the editing. Anyway, moving on. This week we we watched two Disney films. One would be considered iconic. One would not. One would also be considered interesting, engaging, and entertaining. And one would be considered obnoxious. So we're going to start off with the uh, more recent one, the one, uh, it's, it's a movie, uh, I hadn't heard of it until we watched it. It's called The Little Mermaid, Mermaid, The Little made. Mad, the Mermaid Made. Did I say
2: this, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Okay, that's correct. Okay, Little Mur- Mermaid it came out in 1989, and it, I, I don't even know like what happened in this movie. They were The fish talked which made no sense to me. That just isn't scientifically plausible. Well, I guess the plot was there's this mermaid named Ariel, and she uh, really wants to hang out with people for some reason because she doesn't like the water. And so she and a talking fish and a Jamaican crab go to an octopus lady that turns her into a naked lady person, and she swims to the surface and hangs out with the dude that she has to get to make out with her, or else she won't. She'll be a fish again.
2: No, then she'll be a seaweed, or she'll be worm, a seaweed. or something. Wait,
0: what? That's not. Yeah, a... that was... yeah remember she's going to be turned into the. All right, if she doesn't get kissed, she'll turn into a sweet little gremlin, and she doesn't want to for some reason. She'd rather be a naked lady with legs. And then Ursula, she, the sea witch, cheats. Oh yeah, she also loses her voice. But then she does never prosper, and she gets stabbed with a boat. So the moral of the story is, don't be a sea witch that steals songs from mermaids, or else you'll get stabbed with a boat. That's what I got out
1: of the film. Is this accurate plot synopsis? A timeless lesson for all. <laughs> Yes, think of the children
0: um, <laughs> that watch this. And apparently they're remaking this movie uh, wait, this wait. year. Is wait,
1: what? Isn't that right? Um, I
2: know they're, they're working on a easy. script for another version. I thought it. Hmm. Disney doesn't have a, a release date for. Does The Little movie.
0: Mermaid 2017? Oh, really? He's making Warner Brothers? Maybe like, this isn't a Disney movie. Wait, what? What the IMDb, I don't know.
1: <laughs> Wait, so if oh, it's Oh, wait, not... it's Russian. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I was about to say. Yeah, but... that's the remake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this Russia's is... remaking it.
0: Yeah. And the tagline for this movie is love has no boundaries, which is surprisingly... uh, Like, you could take that in a lot of different ways. Uh, <laughs> nice.
1: Yes, yes, you could. Yeah,
2: and I, I kind of uh, get the feeling
1: that this one may stay true to the original ending. Okay, so uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. So let's do our usual shtick. Um,
0: people that have or haven't seen this movie, what were your like kind of brief initial impressions, uh, Derek?
1: So from my rewatch, without trying to allow the opinions of others on a unspecified chat to taint them, um, I don't know. It's like one of those ones that yeah, it's a classic movie, and when I was young, when I was younger, I really, really liked this movie, and I. St- Still believe that it has one of the best openings that I keep forgetting about to any Disney movie. I really like that opening and the just the way they animate the the fog and the ocean and then the music and the boat and everything together it's Uh yeah i like the way that that works i like the art style i like the animation i like a lot of the characters but at the same time i'm like yeah there are problems with the story it's not the most engaging story disney has ever done Uh and so it's kind of a mix of the story doesn't bug me but it's not the best but the art and animation is some of their best work Mm -hmm. james what do you think
2: well i guess like derek i loved it as a kid but I only saw it a couple really? times. Just adored it when I was like a kindergartner. Haven't seen it in years. Watched it and I was like, meh. I don't know. I I do think it is well made, but it it felt pretty flat for me. Well, I have an
0: op, interestingly opposite opinion because I did not like this movie when I was a kid because I I did not like Ariel at no. all, and my opinion I thought on she was that great. Changed. <laughs> Ariel, but rewatching it, I was impressed by first how catchy all of the songs were.
2: Mm-hmm. Which I
0: liked that this was some very classic, like really good era Disney songs. Kind of when that before they became pop songs, and after they were like weirdly like Snow White era type music, which was not really catchy, it just kind of was. So I like that, and like this film. After watching Oliver and Company, as the most recent all recent Disney film we watched, mm-hmm. uh, looks incredible. Like,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I I forgot how good this movie looked, especially in context of other movies. I felt bad because I felt like it was in service to nothing. But we can get into that later. <laughs> Besides good music, I guess. Mm. Uh, and I like Sebastian. and I hate Flounder. Which is weird because Flounder was one thing I liked when I was a kid. So, mm-hmm. Flounder's just a twit. Yeah. We could do about
1: Flounder. Nothing. You're dead.
0: Oh, wait, no, he's not dead. Anyway.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Oh. Given oh. when this movie came out and how long the lifespan of fish is, he's probably dead. We also had a theme this week about noxious birds, but we'll get to that later.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, <laughs> okay, so Little Mermaid is very much, you know, a Disney classic. It's kind of considered the film that brought Disney into its, like, second golden age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of out of, all of her company, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, like, it's 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 very, very popular, obviously. Like, people just love it, probably because of, of the Under the Sea song. But I'm curious, what do we all like about this movie? What about this movie
2: stuck as being good? Well, I think I, we, we... Go ahead. Hit on him, right? The songs are excellent, and the animation is... Like this was clearly the A team working on this film. Like, right. Like <laughs> the B team probably was working on Oliver and Company and then mm-hmm. the movie we're gonna talk about next.
1: Yeah. Which yeah. which scenes was Mr. T in charge of animating? <laughs> wow. I, I
0: none of the ones in the air. I read that they like animated every bubble hand animated. Like normally yep. they would like they would like uh send that off to some sort of other production company, but they kept like almost the entire movie in-house. Like, did all the work themselves. Like, it's it's clear that they were really dedicated to making this movie as good as they could possibly make it.
1: Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. What I thought was kind of interesting, if you compare, because, I mean, out of the Disney movies, like, the underwater scenes up to this point are the ones that are most known for it is, you know, this one. And then there's also the scene in Pinocchio. And mm-hmm. when you really compare the way they do those two, the animations on both of those, you can really see that they've, you know, that since they're like, what, third or fourth movie, they've improved drastically at that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, apparently, also, them am just reading trivia, I, find, I don't actually know all this crap, but from what I understand, they had a different voice actor for Sebastian who was not like Jamaican, and that actually shaped the songs they picked later on. Like, hmm. this was apparently what the, one of the first Disney films where the songs were written after the film was decided. Like, before, apparently, they'd write the songs first and then kind of shape the movie around it. Yeah. Which, which is really... I did not know that. That's really kind of interesting. Um, hmm. But, like, the weirdest thing is, like, Kiss... The two most iconic songs are the ones that were, you know, based off of Sebastian's nationality. I mean, he's a crab, but his voice actor's nationality, which is, like, Kiss the Girl and... uh. Part of your a world, oh, not part of it, sorry, uh, under the sea, mm. and like those are definitely like my favorite songs in the movie.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, they. Do. I, I cannot believe he was supposed to be a uh, composer because I totally forgotten that fact, and then I was like, he never really composed anything in this. Yeah,
0: me too. I also like that the movie. song that was supposed to be his magnum opus that he makes the mermaid scene at the beginning is like completely horrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No wonder Ariel <laughs> skipped out on that one. Come on, you guys have to more nice things to say about this movie. Yeah. It's, it's not like it's that bad. <laughs> well, no. no, I don't think it's that bad. I mean, I guess, honestly, I really, I can't think of, um as far as, like, the Prince characters go in Disney movies up to this point, I have to say that Eric is probably one of the better developed ones. Like At least he does stuff. Yeah. Which, I mean, granted, um, what was it, Prince Philip in Sleeping Beauty, he also did things and he saved the day, but... I don't know, Eric just seems to have, be a little more well-rounded, I guess you could say. You see him do stuff before he and Ariel interact. Like, when his ship catches
0: on fire, you see him, like, basically going down with it to save his men, and you see that he's, like, a nice guy. Like, you, you and they focus on him. He's, like, the start of the scene, the movie, is him. is him, hmm. right? Like, which is weird for a Disney movie for it to start on the, the male love interest, because it
2: starts on the ship. Yeah. I like which, how they introduce his, I don't know if humility is the right word, yeah. but really early on when he gets, you know, the president of that giant statue and he's just like,
1: "Ugh." yeah, that I, yeah, that one, I'm kind of like on the one hand, I'm like, come on, dude, he gave you a statue. That's kind of cool. But at the same time, it's like, well, I guess he doesn't like gaudy statues. That's
0: how do you keep that hidden on that
1: boat Yeah, <laughs> for like, you know, sea
0: travel took like months back in those days. <laughs> Just, like, don't look under the giant cloth
2: that isn't food and is weighing half of the ship down.
1: <laughs>
2: well, knowing Eric, he probably was like, okay, well, like, yeah. that's fine.
1: Well, what I'd like to imagine is how Grimsby intended to move that statue back onto land. Slaves. Know.
2: That's the dark secret. How how did Flam- Flounder get it from wherever it landed yeah, into his cave? that's the big question.
1: <laughs> Please don't break the... <laughs> <laughs>
2: He hired, like, a bunch of sharks to help him or something?
1: Oh, no. Well, okay, here's the thing. There is only one being under the sea that is beefy enough to move something like that, and that's Triton. So the question is, how did he get Triton to move it to Ariel's secret grotto without him realizing what any of it is? Yeah. Good <laughs> question. Yeah.
0: Oh, I liked Ursula.
1: Yeah.
0: On the backs of good villains, I really liked Ursula. Yeah. I can see why she's so popular. Yeah. She follows the theme of, like, villains that Enjoy being evil.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: She's like just she's just excellent all around, and like she's extra good because she acts like she's not evil, and she's like turning people into gremlin ghosties,
2: little oh, thingies.
0: But, but it's very clear that she was wronged by Triton and just is there for events She's also like really smart. Like even though she has to cheat to win, like of course she was going to cheat to win, like yeah. But she knew exactly where Triton's weak point was, which was Ariel. And she knew exactly how to manipulate her because Ariel's an idiot. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. I I really like Ursula a lot. She actually reminds
1: me way more than I
0: thought of Hades from. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, kind yeah. of uh, down, kind of a downplayed version of Hades. Yeah, kind of less. Well, I mean, the whole movie is, of
0: Hercules is way wackier, so it makes sense. That yeah. Hades is wacky, mm-hmm. but. They 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 feel really characterly similar. Where they they're they're evil and they know it, but they're they're a good sport about it.
1: Yeah, and they're and I guess they have really strong personalities as well. Yeah, which kind of probably yeah. adds to that impression. And also, they have very similar skin tones, so there's that.
0: It was really weird to me that she got really big at the end. That was her. Like you know, the, power up. the final goal, yeah, was to just be really big. But whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, has she learned nothing from the Power Rangers? I also
0: learned that like that there is a mythological sea creature that has octopus legs. I don't remember what it's called. Really? But, like, um, there's a real one. Yeah. yeah. it's Based on something. True. I did not know that. I thought they were only mermaids.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's based on Scandinavian lore. Um, but I can't remember. I can't remember. It's kind of a complicated word with a C in there somewhere. So it's crab. hard to remember. She's a I'm crab. shocked
2: the word "c" is in it.
1: <laughs> the letter
2: <Right>. "c." Oh, SCA, <laughs> <you meant like laughs> and I was like, "Wow, yeah, like C witch, maybe." Yeah. I like that
0: she literally murdered flotsam and Jetsam. Like they exploded into like literal chum. That was hilarious and kind of violent.
2: My babies.
0: Oh. My poor little poopsies. <laughs> I remember that line. My and my brother used to say that to each other.
2: <laughs> of course you did.
0: Because <laughs> it's funny. Um, Yeah, like, I I really liked Triton. He, except for at the very end, this final decision kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But he came off as a father who has this, like, really impetulant daughter and doesn't know how to deal with it because he's a single dad with a million daughters. Mm. He kept trying to do the right thing, but he doesn't sure how. It was kind of cute how he, like, was really happy that Ariel was in love and had to try and hide it from Sebastian. Like, I I, I liked him as a character a lot, even though some of his final decisions were... I mean, they make sense as a father, I guess, but they also seemed kind of, like, dumb for Ariel's character growth.
2: I feel like there needed to be more of a reason for him to be freaking out. About her wanting to go on land. Besides him being like, racist. Yeah. Like, it comes across as more just like, oh no, I don't like him. And we were talking about this earlier, but like, okay, so people eat fish. Well, what do you think they're eating?
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: The mermaids clearly are going to be eating fish. Yeah. Or people? I don't know, whatever mer-folk. they are. Merfolk.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like if I so, can...
2: It's okay if we eat fish, because we all live underwater. But if somebody puts a net in the water... We don't like you.
0: Yeah, but well, they don't have this monstrous, murderous chef that sings an incredibly violent song out of nowhere about how he just loves ripping up fish.
2: I love that scene.
1: Which to be I know fair, it's kind of comes out
2: of nowhere, but I still love it.
1: Which to be fair, he didn't do anything wrong. He was just making dinner. <laughs> so
0: yeah, but yeah, but I mean, I sing barbecue. I don't sing oh, I can't wait to cut up this cow who is dead, who got murdered and bled everywhere.
1: <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile okay. next door the cows are like, what the heck, man? I love cows. <laughs> <house. laughs> yeah, I want to
2: write a song now called The Cows, The Cows.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like... Yeah, honestly, I mean, it kind of feels like his opinions have less to do with um, any actual fear and more to do with ignorance, because if I'd like to imagine that if a person actually met a sea a sea person or a mer person and realized that they can talk, they'd be like, okay, let's not eat this one. Maybe we should, um, you know, talk? Well, and then- the thing is, like, mythological lore of mer people was they would
0: capture them and then like, they would kill them and it's not like necessarily stop them, but they'd be like sideshows. They'd like put them in in they'd either kill them or they'd put them in like, you know, and like circuses where you know obviously they were scams, but like that was like the impression of what people did to merfolk
1: yeah. you know
0: in the, that era was Don't they would merfolk... be captured and
2: taken away. And so Aren't the Merfolk the like the sirenish kind of thing though too? That's like aren't they very dangerous because they'll drag you under? Yeah,
0: to a certain extent. And they also like herald storms in some cases. In other in other you know mythologies they're you know bringers of good luck. Like so it's okay it's hard to say, but generally speaking like the interaction is one that shh, that's usually not as favorable for the merfolk. or well, we're actually on either side, yeah, so I can understand like from a mythological standpoint why like internally we'd want these two separated, but Triton's reason is just stupid, that's like well, they eat fish
2: <sighs> I like, think well. that in and I haven't seen it, so I can't if somebody has they can uh Twitter me or whatever, but uh, I think there's like a prequel movie.
1: There the Little is. Mermaid,
2: where, like, doesn't his wife get killed
1: by humans? You mean his clone of Ariel that is kind of weird and creepy in certain ways?
2: Okay, apparently you've seen it, so... No, was I Was his haven't. wife killed?
1: I've seen a synopsis, and yes, his wife gets killed by pirates.
2: Okay, well, that would make it, I think, a little more valid reasoning to hate yeah, But people. I really don't want to have to watch a
0: Mermaid sequel prequel ever, much less to understand Triton's motivation.
1: Guess what, once we get through all the other (laughs) movies!
0: Uh, (laughs) No. I refuse.
1: No.
0: Alright. Well, we kind of transitioned into stuff we didn't like. I think the big elephant in the room is I don't think anyone really likes Ariel's character arc. No. No, no.
1: she doesn't really have
0: one. Because my mother... (laughs) I don't know if I even met my mother. She's a very practical lady. And she hates this movie, like hates it, because she sees in it, you know, the story of a character of a girl who's a princess, who's already spoiled, who wants more, like there's a little song about this, which at first I was interpreting it as she wants, like, like to expand her worldview, which is a fine thing, but it kind of really just boils down to she wants to mack on a dude and have more stuff Mm. based on her actions, which is not, which is unfortunate. And then, you know, she makes a terrible deal with the witch, loses the deal. There was no clause that says Ursula couldn't cheat. And then, despite all that, like, she does nothing. Her father gives up his life to try and save her, and then Eric has to kill Ursula for her. And then, at the end, Triton gives her legs anyway. And so, it's, like, what did she learn? What is the message here? Like, your dad will always you know show up to buy you a nice mercedes at the end like i don't i don't get it like it's
1: yeah she's yeah. she's kind of the uh disney princess that movies like that characters like tiana and rapunzel and elsa and um the movie enchanted were a response to you know when they're like you know you know work don't just wish on a star work hard or you don't need no man to be fulfilled. And that just like, you know, the, the more current messages that Disney movies have had do Amen. feel very much like these are in response to the, not just The Little Mermaid. Obviously, there's other Disney princess movies that it's in a response to. But in specific, it feels very much like, hey, we need to set the record straight. This is, you know, what you should actually be learning from our movies. Mm-hmm.
0: The, the thing was, like, I haven't we we haven't watched these movies yet, so I'm not super memorable on like Snow White or 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 Sleeping Beauty. But it felt like they still were did things. Like Snow White still took care of the dwarves. Like, yeah, Sleeping Beauty still took care. Like, worked in the home with the fairies and was like she she was still. I mean, to be fair, it's all domestic. Get you, yeah, you know, leave your yeah. interpretation, but she, <laughs> they at least had responsibilities and were like kind of like adults. Yeah. Right? Ariel's
2: only responsibility is to sing <laughs> and she didn't, uh, even do, she didn't that. do
0: that <laughs>
2: <laughs> like no, literally you the only thing you have to do is come show up and sing one song probably just one line anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right and, and
0: she doesn't even uh, I don't know she just really bothers me and it feels like a nitpick I think people criticize this movie a lot for that yeah. but hmm. I wonder it, if
2: it's more I mean Nathan clearly you didn't like her as a kid but I thought she was fine as a kid, so I'm like, maybe there's there is something about a mature person seeing her attitude and just being kind of like, are you are you kidding me right now? Like, and, and maybe maybe a lot of people, if they have a lot of nostalgia for this film, they can just. Well, the thing is, them, but... yeah. Well, the thing is, everything oh, wrapped around. Annoying.
0: Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, like everything wrapped around the movie is really good. Like all the arts, really good. All the songs yeah. are really good. The movie's mm-hmm. very well paced. Like there's, it's yeah. it's everything about the film except Ariel's, you know, the main characters, plot arc and story, isn't. But like it's engaging. I liked all the characters except Ariel. I, again, I even liked Eric, like, mm-hmm. and his manservant who was the same voice as the guy that voiced was the the hundred one Dalmatians melee guy it was the same voice actor apparently. Uh-huh. Uh, not the dog.
2: The what's his name? <gasps> What? Roger. Yeah, same guy. Yeah, yeah, Roger. Like, Um, who are you talking about? The human? Okay, the human. Sorry, yeah, I (laughs) forgot the guy. About a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys. There's a lot of puppies
0: too. Um, But yeah, just it's just too bad that Ariel doesn't do much as a character. Yeah, and and, I don't know. Maybe like young girls like idealize her because she gets everything she wants. (laughs) But like. I don't know, even as a boy who liked getting things that he wanted, she bothered me.
1: (sighs) Yeah, well, I think if we go back, I mean, if we go back for a moment to the original fairy tale, like, her entire motivation, and it's, because Hans Christian Andersen, and this is probably why they didn't include it in the movie, was because Hans Christian Andersen had some very religious messages in his stories, and the main focus with his, with his original Little Mermaid was that mermaids did not have souls. She wanted a soul and the way to get a soul was to have a human fall in love with her, which however that makes sense, I don't know. But so her entire motivation is, Hey, I love this guy and I want him to love me. But also I'd like one of those soul things. That seems like something that's useful to have. And so she has, so the original has motivation and also suffers a great deal more because the mm-hmm. transformation, losing her voice, all of that involves insane pain. Because she loses her voice because her tongue gets cut out. Yeah, they cut her tongue out.
0: Yeah, and she gains- well, part of the spell. The, the, mm-hmm. the witch is not the villain in that one either. She's just a catalyst to give her what yeah. she wants.
1: She's just not very nice because she goes around cutting her tongue out. Well, it was part of the spell that was necessary in yeah, yeah. the cost. And there and also there was the fact that she didn't just magically well, she got magically got legs, but it wasn't just poof legs. It was no, you feel your tail splitting in half and then turning into legs. And every time she that step- walked, it was like walking on knives. So the character Ooh. suffers yeah. immensely, and but and she has a goal beyond I want a man, and it's also she and also I mean we everyone knows the ending. It's Oh, she dies at the end, but, well, which technically she doesn't, it's, that's too much to get into right now, but basically she does sacrifice herself for the prince's happiness, so, by the end, her entire focus was, I care more about your happiness than I care about my own life, and then she turns into sea foam. And then she gets transformed into a d- because, sky god, yeah, spirit yeah. of the air. And so she continues to exist and has the opportunity to gain a soul afterwards. But the point is that but she has
0: to work for it. Is the important part? Yeah, it's gonna take her like three hundred years.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and she has, and very much, and also it's like very much the fact that she suffers. She has a goal beyond the basic wanna man. Um, goal mm-hmm. and she's a much more selfless character so it's like and I can understand why they took out her main goal because I don't see Disney getting very religious in their messages and so that's why they cut that out but they cut all the other stuff out as well right? Like, all like, the stuff that make her a good character like her
0: ambition was she was kind of selfish at the beginning because she wanted she she, she did love in the in the book she did love a man but she also wanted to use him as a catalyst to get a soul Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. she was still selfish and like people her sisters were telling her it was a bad decision even though she went to do it and then over the course of being on land and seeing the prince fall in love with someone else she realized that she was selfish and she shouldn't sacrifice his happiness because she was selfish and made bad life choices like that was the general gist of the novel is that you can't Mm-hmm. get what you want all the time even if you want it really badly and give up a lot for it sometimes it just doesn't work out which is the polar opposite of the message this movie
2: is saying yeah
1: yeah um, it almost feels like this movie could have been salvaged if you added in some more some more suffering on her part which i think maybe the every time she walks she feels you know it's like walking on knives maybe a little intense for a disney movie but it kind of feels like what the movie was missing was that moment at the end where she realizes that she cares more about his happiness than her own happiness, which is a little difficult to do because there is no other person that he loves. It's changed that he's being manipulated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, but at the same time, there needed to be a moment where she had that same realization and you could have it happen under different circumstances. It didn't necessarily have to be, he's in love with someone else. I need to let him go. But Maybe it was something along the lines of, at least I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but you know, just yeah. a, a thing where she had to choose being with him or saving him. Or some, or, or do anything, really.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, have her do anything. Have have her accept the consequences of the contract and then do something in response to save her father. Or have her, have her do literally anything or give up something. Like... It for have
2: better she had been the one that like would not let her dad sacrifice himself for her, right? Because then it's like, no, I like you know owning up to your mistake. Nope, I I did this. I'm an adult now.
1: Yeah. Well, she did say I'm sorry. Uh, well, she did apologize for it, but she didn't. Yeah, but do anyone it in that situation would
2: apologize.
1: She apologizes
0: to her father constantly because she's scared of him.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, she doesn't have... Well, yeah, I guess that's kind of the big problem that a lot of people bring up is the fact that she just doesn't have a character arc, and what makes it worse is that it shouldn't have been that hard to give her a character arc. She, I mean, in the very... To be fair, I bet they did try. Yeah. I think the biggest...
0: They could have... I think the biggest thing was having her solve her own problem in the end would have dramatically changed her character.
1: Because if she had
0: at the very end had found a way to, to kill Ursula or defeat her in some way and salvage the whole thing and mm-hmm. you know, through some act of selflessness, kinda like in the frozen, honestly. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. then it then her getting her legs from her father would have felt earned. Like yeah. even with all that other stuff of her selfishness, she only needed one act of selflessness to kind of salvage everything, yeah. and it just never happens. She just never, she never thinks about anyone but herself, and unless like it's directly influencing her happiness, which is why she apologized to Triton. Mm-hmm. She was captured because she was about to be turned into a, a slime ball.
2: Yeah,
1: like, yeah, yeah.
0: I, it's, the yeah. movies all over the place.
2: <laughs> I have to say though, this movie is coming off of. Like five movies that did not perform super well. Yeah, I mean, maybe not five, but like you know, through the through the eighties, you have Fox and the Hound, which underperforms, Black Cauldron, which is just you know reamed by everybody, Great Mouse Detective underperforms, Oliver and Company underperforms. Like they're probably at a point where they're like, we we have to have some kind of a win here if we're even going to keep the studio open. Right. Yeah. You know, like. I know I'm being just like, oh, I'm going to forgive you for this, you know, clearly poor choice, but also it's like, well, yeah, but at the same time, these artists are probably kind of at their wits' end at this point.
1: Yeah, it's... What I find kind of interesting about it is that this entire movie feels more like it's Eric's movie, like he's the protagonist, because he's the one that we start with and he's the one that has character change, because he goes from... You know, he goes from having, from everyone wanting him to find someone to settle down with, to deciding, okay, you know what, I'm in love with her, and then he is the one that takes action to save her. It's like, it feels like it's Eric's story told from her point of view, which isn't really what the movie should have been. It should have been her story told from her point of view, but that's Mm. not quite what we got, which, yeah...
0: Well, we're out of time for this movie. Um, just yeah. final thoughts and personal rankings. James, you want to you want to hit this first?
2: Um, I think it I think it has its place for sure. Still, even though I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of this movie. Never have been since. I mean, as a little kid, um, I'm gonna give it a three. I think it's just kind of a mid one for me. Mm. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything for me, but it also, like, the music's great, the animation's great, and I think a lot of movies don't have those kind of production qualities.
0: Yeah. I think I'd also give it a three. I I enjoyed looking at it. I enjoyed listening to it. I did not enjoy thinking too much about what was actually going on in the movie. Mm. So, uh, it seems a little harsh, because this is, like, one of their classics, the one that kind of salvaged the studio, but it, it's fine,
1: Derek. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to give it a four. Um, just because I think... Didn't I give Oliver and Company a three? So I'm like... Yeah, a, you yeah, did. I, I regret <laughs> my a decision. Bad life <laughs> choice. <laughs> yeah, but nonetheless, I still... Yes, Ariel is not my favorite part of the movie, but I find myself being a little more forgiving um, just because everything else in the movie is fantastic. And so... Honestly, okay. literally everything else is fantastic. Yes, the main character is weak, and yes, that does carry a lot of weight because your main character is what's supposed to be you know, pulling the story forward. And she pulls the story forward, but she's not the best they could have done. But still the animation, the music, the characters, with one with her exception, they're all fantastic. And also the fact that this is the first Disney movie that has, that used my favorite animation and art style. And so it's like, it's, you know, it's the beginning of the, of a new age for Disney. And mm-hmm. it is also like the movie that first used that fate, that the art style that I think of when I think Disney. Yeah. I'm it's the
0: mod, it's the modern Disney. It's the transition from like the great mouse detective style era into yeah the modern era. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So on our list, I'm assuming this is going between The Great Mouse Detective and Oliver and Company, because I don't want to petition to put it above The Great Mouse
2: Detective.
1: No. No. No, The Great no. Mouse Detective is a perfect movie as far as our rankings are concerned right now. <laughs> Alright, so currently we have Great Mouse Detective,
0: Little Mermaid, Oliver and Company. Yep. That's it. It's official. It's canon. This is the definitive list, just for the record. Um, so until if you're trying next Trying to argue week. with it, you're wrong. This is entirely objective, as you've heard from our very objective analysis. Mm. So if you if you twitter us saying we're wrong, maybe you, you're the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna do about it? So I thought. Anyway, next movie. Yes. Uh, the movie that that made it so no Disney sequels were ever released in theaters ever since but
2: until next year. And wait, what's next year? Oh, Frozen Two.
0: Didn't Pierre Pan 2 go in the theater? I swear it
2: did. Anyway. Yeah, but it's still... That was, the, that was the other studio. That's the television studio made that one. All right. Well, anyway, it's The
0: Rescuers Down Under in 1990. Uh, it's weird reviewing this movie without talking about The Rescuers, which is basically... It is. A bunch of mice are part of the Rescue Aid Society. They have a really catchy song in the first movie, which basically just means they're like the weird mouse you except they go and rescue people yeah instead of other mice you know why not this is Chippendale rescue ranger style first movie was uh a girl gets kidnapped by crazy florida rednecks <laughs> it was <laughs> it's so true it's so true and so the mice go there's two there's bernard who's like the american mouse and uh and Miss bianca who's the hungarian like femme fatale mouse i guess <laughs> i don't know <laughs>
1: I keep forgetting <laughs> that she's editor. Hungarian. I, for the longest time before rewatching this movie, I thought, oh, she's British? I thought she was
0: Austrian, actually. But anyway, yeah. um, so the sequel, The Rescuers Down Under, is, takes place in Australia and basically follows the plot of this kid, Cody, who's friends with this giant, rare bird. And then McLeach, this poacher, wants the bird, so he kidnaps Cody to try and wrangle the information out of him. So the mice come to save Cody. But Cody is stupid, and McLeach gets the bird, and then Bernard saves the day because Bernard's freaking badass. And then the movie ends. Pretty so, much. yeah. Also, Wilbur is voiced by John Candy. That's probably important. Um, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> um. So, initial brief impressions. I'll just go first. Actually, this was one of my favorite Disney movies as a kid. Uh, so I went in with the inherent amount of bias. I really, really liked this movie. I liked the excitement of the Outback. I liked all the weird animals. Um, I always thought it was weird that the bird was so big, but whatever. I thought McLeach was scary. Um, I really liked this movie better than the other rescuers, actually. And even as a kid, I liked that didn't have any songs.
2: Mm. Um,
0: so re-watching it. Uh, There are definitely a few sticklers That weren't the same when I was younger I really liked Cody when I was a kid Not so much now <laughs> He's a little more annoying I didn't think he was like really obnoxious But you guys can disagree when we get to that Yeah uh, But I really enjoyed the movie I thought it was funny I have a new appreciation for McLeach I don't know what's up with these Disney movies And me liking the villains the best But
2: right? McLeach is
0: just really funny And I don't know. I had a really good time with this movie. So that's my initial impressions. Uh, Derek, what do you think? All
1: right. Yeah, this was one of those movies that I loved as a kid. Um, And as I got older, I was like, man, this is a really underrated movie. Why don't more people love this movie? And rewatching it, I definitely have to agree with your opinion of Cody because I yeah, I had not realized how much of the plot could have been avoided if the little idiot had have taken McLeach's out. Because when McLeach first finds him, McLeach is like, oh, you, uh, you found one of the holes that Joanna dug. And oh, no, you know what? Run along. And he's like, you're a poacher. You're doing illegal things. And I'm like, you stupid kid. Just play along and run. <laughs> it's like, come on. Um, there's an oddly specific complaint yes. well <laughs> we're not we're initial reactions it's, well, <laughs> initial. it's yes it 's initial, but that 's kind of him throughout the entire movie is you know maybe you should keep your mouth shut and not remind the criminal that he 's being illegal and that you 're probably gonna go to the Rangers if he lets you go, so but yeah, I also yeah, but I mean, yeah, the animation the uh music, and just the there's the no the music. The background the music is soundtrack. High. Yeah, the soundtrack, the the BGM, I think it is. Yeah, but anyway, um, and also the just the epic grand scope of everything, because they're in a, it's you know they're in a very large environment, and they really make you feel that throughout the entire movie.
0: So that's your initial impression. <laughs>
1: That's yes. A- <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, yes. Also, I do still love this movie. That is okay. my initial impression. Thank you for getting to it,
2: James. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, my initial impression is I like to use kids. Um, yeah, a couple times I think maybe twice. All right. Um, there are things about this movie that I absolutely love, and there are things about this movie that I absolutely hate. So this is a mixed movie for me. Mm-hmm. I like. I have some like. Kind of nitpicky things, but my overall impression is this was an uneven one for me. That sounds like something you'd say. Yeah. All right. See, Derek, that's how you do initial impressions. <laughs> hey, he's he, you and he are the same person. Get yourself together.
0: Oh, yeah, me. It's <laughs> a <to> work. All <laughs> exactly. right, so let's talk
2: about things we
0: enjoyed about the Rescuers down under mm-hmm. Disney's Disney sequel
2: that didn't do so hot.
1: Which it really should have done a lot better, because, holy crap. Bernard. Bernard is the best. Bernard is fantastic. What I like about his story is that, honestly, a good chunk of his story is kind of selfish, because yes, I mean, I understand, you know, he wants to ask the woman that he loves to marry her, but at the same time, it's like, a child has been kidnapped. You can worry about asking her to marry you later which is entire but which even makes the moment where he takes charge all the better because you know previously he'd been kind of distracted and not really in on the mission but then when it's because when the iron meets the fire he's all in he does what needs to be done he saves the eggs he saves the kid he's basically the hero at the end he does literally everything exactly Mm -hmm. Which, and I, li- I like that the other characters aren't, you know, made to seem any less competent because of it. It's just the situation called, you know, they were put in a situation that they couldn't get out of because of their heroic reactions of, hey, let's save, let's try to save the kid that is being dragged up by this crane. But that put them in a position where they couldn't do anything. And so it's like, you know, it made Bernard shine without making the others look any worse.
0: Well, the it, thing – the reason why Bernard wasn't there is because Jake – is that the name of the kangaroo rat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He just keeps, like, get, shoving him out of the way and putting him in the back. And, like, because of that, he isn't involved in the end. It doesn't get captured, right? Because Jake's yeah. – it's kind of been a gag the whole movie that Bernard's always, like, on the tail of the flying squirrel or the end of the snake or whatever because cause he's just
2: completely incompetent is the idea. Yeah. But well, he is a janitor. His, He's a janitor that just got roped into this because of Bianca, and he's been along for the ride long enough now that he's still going with it, but it's just still like he's not the most competent person.
0: Yeah, Well, right, but clearly not a person at all. Him...
2: He's not the most competent mouse.
0: Right, but he's he's the Samwise Gamgee, right? He's the one that, that yes. rises to the occasion of heroics, whereas the other people that you expect to be the ones to do it, like you think Jake would be the one that would just solve all the problems when really he's just an arrogant douchebag and can't get much done. Well,
1: yeah, so that's kind of a slight unfair assessment of him because, yes, he's you know he's competent and confident, but I li- I like at the end when you know Bernard finally does propose to Bianca, you know Jake kind of like you know he shows that yeah he was totally interested in her, but at the same time he's like, well I can see that this you know there's you know I have been outmatched, shall we say? It has a mutual respect.
0: Bernard just. Like literally did everything.
1: Yeah. So, so like he's not he's not the kind of character that would be like, oh, I was upstaged. How dare you? It was more like, whoa, good work. So, cause he like, you know, he's he's a thought, he's thoughtless, but he's uh, he is a nice guy. You know. Well, I mean, he does live in the middle of
0: a desert with a bug. So, yeah. So I mean,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, gotta yeah, chase
0: yeah. that tail when it comes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he <has the> tails. <laughs> Wow. Uh, does Bernard do anything in The Rescuers? Does anyone remember The Rescuers enough?
2: Not, I, um, the rescuers. So I, I love The Rescuers. I've watched that way more times. Okay, so what is, does Bernard do anything in that movie? Because I don't remember. He, So he does start kind of taking a little bit of charge towards the end. But most of the time, he's just kind of freaked out and you know running along with Bianca. Does Bianca do all the work? She does most of it, yeah. Okay, so it's just, like, a character reversal. Because so I was kind of confused that Bianca, like, doesn't do anything in this movie. I don't know why she didn't do anything. Her her whole thing was that she's, like, she's amazing. She's, like, their best agent. And so then she says, like, they assign her to, do, so to save Penny. And she's um, given the choice of giving, you know, picking somebody else. And everybody's like, ooh, pick me, pick me. And she's like, I pick Bernard. And Bernard's like, you can't pick me. I don't work here. And she's like, well, sorry, you're coming with me. Yeah. So she kind of is the catalyst for him to kind of oh, step he up. he was the janitor. He, yeah, he's legitimately the janitor of the rescue society.
1: So, <laughs> so he does work there. He's he's like right. you are paid by us, therefore therefore, hop to go. It. <laughs>
2: so but like Bernard is scared of um cats, he's scared of flying, he's uh scared of the crocodiles. Wow. He
1: to be fair, scared of
2: Medusa, I mean, to be fair, I'm scared of Medusa, too. She's yeah. terrifying. Well, to
1: be fair, um, I, too, would be scared of cats the size of elephants. That's, yes, that's true. It's like, you don't have to be a mouse to be terrified of cats where that are that, that are much that larger big. than you. Yeah.
2: But so he finally, um, you know, kind of pushes through it, helps Penny get the diamond, and then he and Bianca, um, you know, help Penny escape with the other swamp animals. Um, but so I think that this movie does push his character even further to like finally giving him, you know, the, the win of the end, you know, he is the one that saves the day.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: That's good. That seems like it's a good counterpoint to the rescuers then if one of them was mostly about Bianca and this one's mostly about Bernard, it sounds like the two work together pretty well. In that sense. They do. Yeah. They do.
1: Now what I'd like um, is a third movie where you get to see both of them working together and being awesome.
0: Well, they were planning one, but Eva Gabor, Gabor who has mispronounced his voice, died. Oh, and so yeah. they, they canceled it.
1: Bring yeah. on Jim Cummings. He can do her voice. No. He can do everyone's voice. Also, he can't John Candy's dead. dead, too. So. Bring on Jim Cummings. <laughs> um,
0: characters I liked also. I actually liked most of the side... I like McLeach a lot. Yeah, um, He's a good villain. Yeah, he's he's ruthless, but he's also kind of... He's confident, but... Obviously, an idiot, and yeah. I really like that about it because usually we're having these Disney villains who are competent, almost too competent. It makes you wonder why they fail. Like both yeah. Radigan and Ursula was like, I guess it was their hubris that got them, but mm-hmm. I didn't feel like that necessarily. That was fair. Like they both should have just won. Cleach lost because he's
2: stupid yeah. and arrogant.
1: Yeah, yeah. What I kind of like about his initial introduction is that I mean, yes, he is one hundred percent okay with kidnapping a kid once it's. Um, you know, convenient for him. But his first reaction is to try to give the kid an easy out to get out of the situation. He's like, oh, this is all a misunderstanding. And it's only until after his hand is forced that he, well, after his hand is forced and he realizes that Cody knows something about the Golden Eagle. I am going to say, I think you're misinterpreting this. Because, like, his initial impression
0: was, I don't want this kid to figure out I'm a poacher, so I'm going to send him on his way. And then he yeah. completely one eighties once he realizes the kid has something he wants. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, so he's just trying to save his own hide until his greed gets in the way.
1: Yeah, he. Is, well, yeah, he is. But at the same time, it's like he doesn't immediately go to I'm going to murder this kid. Right. It's like he's try. He's like, okay, let's try the easy way out. When that doesn't work, then he goes from there. It's not like he's immediately, oh, I've got a witness, better kill this kid right away. And so it's no, like... It's nobody a, would be like that, though. That wouldn't make sense for his well, his yeah. character. Especially, yeah. 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 No, no. Well, it's like... and But I'm, what I'm just saying Why is would that, you think that the, the first impression was he would blast the kid's head off because he fell in his trap? <laughs> because I have seen some poorly written villains. But no, I mean... Well, my, it's just, true. <laughs> my, my point is, is that It's a little minor character arc that he goes through. He definitely has an escalation of villainy. Yeah. Yeah, it gets worse and worse, his behavior. (laughs) And also, since he said that his downfall was because of how stupid he was, what does that say about Cody for falling for his tricks? Well, he's also an adult who has a giant, totally sick car
0: and a mean lizard friend. (laughs) So yeah. <laughs> I loved his car when I was a kid. I thought his truck was just the yeah. most coolest thing. He's also voiced by General Patton, which is just amazing.
2: <laughs> like uh, I, I loved the animals in this movie as a kid. I really like Frank, and I don't know if I don't if I like him anymore. <laughs> yeah. I still like him. Mm-hmm. I like I liked all the animals. Uh I think they're just maybe it's because I like Australian animals, but I think they're just really, really fun. Yeah. So I, I like was... all the different animals. I uh, did think movie. it was. I did think it was funny that that uh, they don't ever go back for them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's my biggest problem with this film, is the ending in general. They're flying away. We've tried to see, we see these animals trying to escape multiple times. Cody,
1: yay! Let's go home. Like, what the heck, kid? I like to imagine that five minutes after the ending, he was like, "Oh shit, wait." <laughs> yeah. But, like, we spent so
2: much time. With the animals freaking about they're gonna get killed. we gotta escape. We need to get out of here. Poaching is so bad, and then at the end,
1: let's go home,
2: yeah, I'm, oh, well, I we- did like that Joanna escaped,
1: yeah,
0: after flots of Jetson got nuked and Radigan fed his own neighbors to his whatever, and the dogs uh in rescuers, the Dobermans got murdered on train tracks. It was nice to see a villain that just villain sidekick that was just like. Yep, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, well, Joanna didn't deserve anything. Like, was he was just sca- animal.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. He was yeah, the scapegoat eating- for
2: all of McLeach's bad decisions. <laughs> yeah, she's eating eggs. Like, was fine. Yeah. I love that scene of her trying to eat the rocks. Oh, yes. That cracks me up to no end.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like... Honestly, yes, talking about those animals that, you know, McLe- turns out McLeach was right. We never saw them again. <laughs> But (laughs) yeah, it's true. I freaking love the koala. He is such a nihilistic jerk. It's hilarious. And you are going to be
2: a a purse. (laughs)
1: That
2: was great. Before we trash
0: talk Cody, he was Uh, a fairly proactive protagonist once the once he was in trouble.
1: Yeah, and well, he was from the beginning. Yeah, right.
2: I mean, even though I don't agree with him running off and not telling his mom because then you know she thinks he got eaten by crocodiles.
0: Well, she yeah. didn't tell his
2: mom. She well, calls out after him. Yeah, it's...
1: Yeah. well, But, like, he's going and saving animals
2: yeah. on his own. Like, at least he's doing something, even though... It...
1: He's a very selfless character, which, contrasting him to Ariel, is a major difference, because everything he does in the movie is for someone else. It's just that he's a kid, with the intelligence of a kid of his age, which... Who is up against a uh an adult, so let's be fair, he needed the help he got from the mice but to be fair to be fair, McLeach did say he didn't make it all the way
0: through third grade for nothing,
1: so <laughs> so <laughs> he's yeah. a smart cookie but yeah i the thing with Cody is as a kid, he was always kind of like, "This is the kid I want to be, you know, yeah, I definitely felt that. Yeah, because yeah. it's like he, you know, he had a cool backpack. He can backpack talk to animals. Like he goes on rat adventures. Yeah. Yeah, that's never explained. Just randomly the kangaroo is talking to him at the beginning, and I'm like, okay, apparently he has magic powers. The mice yep. talk to people. Well, yeah. Yeah, they, they talk to Penny.
0: It just... Why does Joanna get the short end of that stick?
1: <laughs> okay,
0: that was something
2: I I thought about in Mermaid 2. Like, how come the dog doesn't talk, but all the fish do?
0: Well, then... And the shark doesn't talk.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know why some. It's like Narnia. Some of them are dumb animals, and some of them are talking animals. Well, and I'm not sure what the rules are here.
1: I mean, with the Little Mermaid, you could make the excuse of the ones that talk are the sea creatures and the flying creatures. But at that point, you're like, "Well, why are the land creatures excluded from that? Why
2: is the shark excluded?"
1: Anyway,
0: mm. I have one more a... positive for this movie. If <laughs> we okay. um the flying scenes, oh, which yeah. were. Apparently, directly inspired by Miyazaki, look like that. They were really <laughs> inspired by Miyazaki films. It, they are just kind of in there, out mm. of nowhere, but they're really well shot and engaging. I really like them a lot. Mm. It really gets you. Th- it gives you this connection between the boy and this bird, even though you just met them both. Yeah. By having them do all this crazy flying stuff together, I like that. I also really uh, Wilbur,
1: yeah. also, I like Wilbur. Yeah. Also, he's I like it more than Orwell. Yeah. Also, here's another question. Why doesn't Marahuti speak? That's the eagle, right? Yeah. She's a bird. bird? She's a bird. Yeah, but Wilbur's a bird. Yeah, Wilbur's dumb. It's just not... I don't know, because, I mean, the scenes with her and Cody work so much better without dialogue, but still, it's like, okay, why is this... What's with this inconsistency of who can speak and who can't? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, one last minor, minor, minor positive... I love that in the back of, in the cage of McLeach's truck, that they actually went through the trouble of drawing in a wire mesh over the chain link, because, you know, they're like, okay, we're going to have the mice in here at some point, and they can't be able to sneak out and this guy's a poacher so obviously he's gonna have animals of all sizes so he would have wire mesh that mesh on top of the you know on top of the um chain link mm-hmm. and i just love mcleach so much <laughs> he's
2: so dumb yeah, i feel I, like there's not gonna be a villain you are are not going to love yeah.
1: uh well yeah i don't
2: know i guess i'm not big
0: on jafar i love hades though so yes. i
1: love anyway I love his song where it's, like, as he's about to feed Cody to the crocodiles. Like, oh, yeah. Also, he's, yeah, he's one hard mofo. He's going to feed a kid to alligators on a hook.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's like, okay, then, yeah, you are complete evil. Your character arc is complete. That's great.
0: I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he falls off a waterfall where I, I my head can't, he survives. There was <laughs> of course punches. he does in your head. And there. then finishes the fourth grade. So. <laughs> oh, All right, wow. James, you you seem like the kind of guy who has more to say about
2: what you don't like about this movie. Okay, well, like <laughs> I mean, I've already, you know, I've already said the ending drives me nuts. Well, yeah.
0: Is it solely because they don't go back to get the animals?
2: Yeah, and I also, I just feel like the, the payoff, they're like, if they wouldn't save the animals, I'd be fine. If they went... You know, and his mom saw him alive again, I'd be fine. Just, there's, I just don't feel like it resolved for me. Uh, so, like, there wasn't much closure besides the
0: bird eggs hatching. Right.
2: Well, and the bird eggs hatching and, uh, wait, is it Orville or Wilbur? Which one's in the
0: movie? In this Wilbur, one. yeah. Okay.
2: Wilbur freaking out about it, I think it's hilarious. His <laughs> back breaking again? <laughs> okay. I had, that is, a, that is a thing I have so many problems with. That back breaking scene. Did you think it was funny, Nathan? Because, like, I didn't think it was funny as a kid. It freaked me out as a kid. And as an adult, I was like, I think this is supposed to be comedy, but it is not doing it for me. I think it is such a weird, uneven I think board. it's,
0: okay, this is, this is, I didn't mind it. I thought it was really bizarre. It's so weird. It yeah, just but, comes out okay, of nowhere. so that's more uncomfortable to you than the fish murdering scene in the chef scene in Little Mermaid? Yes. Like, those are comparable
2: scenes of where they come out of nowhere and are no relevance to the plot. But the Wilbur scenes are longer and there's more of them. Yeah. There's, like, two or three. And he's trying to escape the hospital. So is Sebastian. Okay, but... Okay. Well... Sebastian is trying to escape someone that is going to eat him, which is, like, okay, normal.
0: The... What? No, normal for what?
1: James, what I mean, do you do on a Friday evening?
2: <laughs> I chase uh, crabs around my house. Clearly, hmm. um, no, but like, okay, it's a chef. I get that he wants to eat the crab or serve the crab to you know his guests or whatever. But like the mice, are they actually trying to heal him? And if so, why is it so creepy
1: <laughs> with the chainsaw? It's yeah
2: the, like okay the, the, the change of socialist life. healthcare.
1: And it's like <laughs> what's it saying? bring me the epidermal tissue disruptor the epidermal what yeah <laughs> see
2: like it i don't know that's like, freaking hilarious yeah okay. it's you
0: know, gotta be funny to problem.
2: someone this is not making me laugh this
0: and is, he like,
1: says
2: oh i feel
0: like i got my head in a vice and then his head is in a vice like, oh. that's common gold."
1: Yeah. Okay. As a kid, as a kid, this scene really kind of freaked me out. As an adult rewatching it, I'm like, oh, they were going for comedy.
0: Okay.
1: Let's let's compare this to the Little
0: Mermaid scene in terms of the final joke payout. So okay. the final joke oh, payout goodness, joke for payout, the Little yeah. Mermaid scene is the butler says, "Let's eat before this crab walks off my plate," <laughs> and then Sebastian has. That's the joke payoff for the entire scene. That's the that's the conclusion, which I thought was funny in this one. The joke payoff scene is after this giant disaster to try and fix Wilbur's back. His back is fixed and the doctor stands up and says, oh, my back, <laughs> because his back is broken now. That's freaking hilarious, and I don't know why you don't think that's funny. Right?
2: I don't know. I don't know. Like you describing it is more funny to me than watching. Yeah, watching it, it's just it's funny because like, because oh the my gosh, joke
0: is way better because it's overblown to a certain extent, so that that payoff joke is funnier.
2: I I don't know that that whole scene just did not sit well with. And me. they shoot him in the butt with syringes <laughs> out of a shotgun. He says, "I'm
0: an American," and that's when he decides to double the dose. That's freaking <laughs> hilarious. It,
2: I did like that part, but like I don't know this. That whole scene just did not. It didn't hit the mark for me.
1: Yeah, although okay. speaking of just. Yeah, I had a realization, um, just stepping back to the scene with the, in the kitchen with the Little Mermaid, is while watching this movie, I had this realization, what would this scene look like if it were from a human point of view, and suddenly it was a million times more creepy than it was before? Oh, interesting. Yeah, where um, it's like, what if Sebastian was a human, and all those fish were...
2: Oh, I thought, was, I thought you were talking about the point of view of... Okay, never mind.
1: Yeah, I no, it. I was. Yeah, no, that scene becomes that's just the most weird, Derek.
2: Yeah, <laughs> instead well. of creepy, it's just got weird.
1: Yeah, no, that's that scene okay. is the most horrifying thing Disney has ever done when you put it into a different context. Back to the movie we're talking about. Yes, I <laughs> would have really preferred
2: Bernard and Bianca be even more central to this movie. Yeah, because that's, that's fair. Cody drives me crazy. Like, I know you guys have said everything about there is to say about Cody. Yeah. But sometimes, I'm like, you know, you kind of deserve to be in this cage because they're so freaking annoying.
1: Also kind of stupid.
0: He's also, okay, to an extent, yeah. But he's also a kid standing up for his ideals
2: against an
1: evil person, which is, yeah. in a sense,
0: kind of admirable.
1: Yeah, you no...
2: Know, there are admiral things about him, oh for my. sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, that is what I like about Cody, but let's just say that as an adult and realizing that maybe this situation should be handled with a little more, shall we say, guile, it drives me up the walls where I'm like, kid, kid, stop talking. Maybe that's why the ending bugs me. Because I'm like, I don't trust Cody enough
2: to go save the animals, and how are they ever going to get out of there? Of course he's going to go save them.
0: He went, he went, he risked his life to save a stupid mouse in a trap. Like, Yeah. That was, I figured that he was going to go see his mom and then go free the animals.
2: That was, like, the ending. Okay, that, 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 that makes me feel better. Yeah. It For doesn't it change sense. my overall opinion, but it does make me feel better.
1: Yeah, I have to, I kind of have to wonder. It's like, since I haven't seen the Rescuers in forever... Is Cody more proactive than Penny was? Yes.
2: Oh, by a thousand percent. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, because I mean, in that case, yeah, they they there they made the right choice. To be fair, Penny is a girl in the Mm
2: seventies. Cody is a boy in the early nineties. Like,
1: yeah, I guess maybe for such a a
2: sexist piece of crap, James. (laughs) Well, I'm just pointing out.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, the attitudes of the creators of the movies would have been radically different. yeah. yeah which yeah honestly now suddenly I'm like, okay, I would like a I would like a sequel, a third sequel starring both Penny and Cody, and the three and Bianca and Bernard, both having a share of the action.
2: Are you typing this down to in your fanfic folder? No. I'm writing. I
1: made a note of things that that oh, here's something that I thought
0: was bad. Why does McCLeach have a scope on a shotgun <laughs>
2: Well,
1: because he I mean, wants a because he wants a black eye. <laughs> he made it all the way through third grade for nothing. Well, the reason he didn't ever make it past that because he keeps giving himself a concussion every time he fires that shotgun. Well, he does have a rifle.
0: He's a pretty good shot. Yeah,
1: yeah, he was a great shot.
0: Yeah, you can he kind of fights off crocodiles with his hat. That's yeah, pretty
1: good. You can kind of see, you can kind of see his mind. You know the way his mind worked, where he's like, "I'm a really good shot with this rifle and this scope. Scope equals better." scope on shotgun equals better. I, oh yeah, I did like the scene where the dramatic stealing the egg scene worked
0: well because it also showed <laughs> how McLeach thinks, which yeah. is not very fast. Like yeah. it, it showed him processing the data of when he has a complex problem, and it said a lot about like how his character thinks yeah. and how he was outsmarted by a lizard also, yeah. that he keeps blaming all his mistakes on. It yeah. uh, that, was pretty funny. Yeah, anyway... Yeah.
1: I, that is that is a favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, it shows that he gets there eventually. Like he has the ability to make to be intelligent. He's just not fast. And... He's
0: smarter than the
1: dumb animals he captures. Yeah. Except
0: somehow he got a koala got captured.
1: Yeah, you'd think that koala would. Well, those uncertain. traps
2: that he made—that's where his intelligence is. His intelligence is making plans. It's in making traps and a sweet car. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Yes.
0: I think, I think we've covered most everything. Um,
1: Yes. Yeah. I think that's pretty much every, yeah, that is pretty much everything. Thank you for reaffirming what I just said. Now. We are the same person. (laughs) That's true. Thank
0: you. Other me, um, final thoughts and ranking. Uh, I'll go first again this time. So I I never go first. Um, Mm -hmm. I Give it four stars. I, I think this is a better film than Rescuers in terms of engagement. I like the characters better. It's not, like, artistically as good. I think Rescuers, like, is a better-looking movie with the exception of the flying scenes.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Those flying scenes look amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, the flying scenes are really good. Um, and, again, I like Cody more than Penny. I like McLeach more than sure, Medusa. What's Is that her name? Yeah. Her name is a little, really Medusa. <laughs> yeah, it is. Wow. Blatant. Um yeah, I don't know. I I the weird thing, I watched this movie before I watched Rescuers and I s I don't uh, know, it might be biasing me, but I I really enjoyed this movie a lot. Um mm-hmm. even rewatching it, I had a good time. Yeah. I did notice the CG was pretty bad though, but that's kinda like an afterthought. So oh, yeah. yeah. It was a fun movie I'd recommend unlike The Little Mermaid, which I don't think I would really recommend for little girls if I had them, because of the lessons it teaches, I could show this movie to a young boy. Young Girl, actually, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I think if they followed Cody's lead, I'd be fine with it. So And Bernard is an admirable character. So yeah, I, I enjoy the movie a lot. Mm. Uh Derek, thoughts?
1: Alright, yeah, I this is one of my fa- one of my favorite movies that I for some reason keep forgetting about. Like every time I watch it I love it, but then when I'm not watching it or directly discussing it, I kinda of forget that it exists. So what that says about the movie? So does Disney, probably. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. It. But yeah, it's like yeah, it's like Cody. I like that he's a selfless character. I and he is an accurately, accurately written um, boy. But at the same time, it's like that's what makes it a little difficult for. And maybe this is why audiences didn't get into it as much because as an adult watching it, I'm just have these moments of, kid, come on. It's like he's smart and so maybe that's part of the part of what's going on but he's still as a as a kid the he his character worked for me um i like yeah bernard i like the fact that he gets to be the hero at the end i like the animation i like i like pretty much everything in this movie i'm going to go ahead and say it's i'm going to give it a i'm going to give it a 4 yeah, I like it about equal to The Little Mermaid, but for different reasons. You said all the same things as me and gave the same score. You are the
2: same person.
1: Yeah. I was thinking of giving it a five, but I'm like, it's not quite at the same level as Great Mouse Detective yet.
2: Oh, I was like, just be generous, Derek. Because
1: be you know generous. Not gonna... You gave
2: Oliver and Company three. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah. I'm going to be the uh, downer of the group and give this one a three. Because I do like things but I really don't like things on this one. And so instead of, like, Little Mermaid, where I'm more like, eh, it's fine, there's, like, really good highs and really low lows for me in this one. So I'm going to go three. I like yeah. it more than Rescuers? This one? I like the original Rescuers better. Hmm, but okay. it's because the swamp people crack me up to no end. Whereas, like, the the nurse mice and, like, the that whole thing just kind of, like, freaks me out and bothers me. The swamp people, Frank? Oh, I like Frank. I mean, I find that scene mildly distressing, but yes. He's <laughs> mm-hmm. like, oh, I wish I could get this door open. Oh, never get open. And he's like, are you kidding me?
1: Oh, uh, Frank. If only he <laughs> end of slammed the door shut the way he did. It somehow <sighs> relocked it. Yeah,
2: I know. <laughs> How like, keys work. My bleeding heart just dies when that with that whole segment of all the animals in the cages. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's their fault for having such amazing skins.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, All right, so on the great dumb list, uh, we have Great Mouse Detective, Little Mermaid, and Oliver and Company. Uh, I personally would put it above Little Mermaid and below Great Mouse Detective.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Is that fair? Dang, we haven't had any
0: conflict on this list yet. I'm sure it's going to
2: come up next week. We will have conflict. I
1: I well, okay. Look, here's the thing. I like Little Mermaid more than either of you, apparently, but not enough to make it the hill that I die upon.
2: That's oh, sad. I will die upon my hill next week. Don't worry. <laughs> is it is it Beauty and the
0: Beast next week?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're going to die on that hill.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't rewatched it. Maybe I like it better. Yeah,
1: Beauty <sighs> and the Beast and Aladdin, right? Which, like, it's going to be uh, an
2: amazing week. I love both of Aladdin's them. Aladdin's going straight to the top, boys. <laughs> nope. Nope. Yep. Yep. Straight to the yeah. top. Lucky for you, you're the host, so I suppose you can win. But yeah. I still will die upon the hill.
1: <laughs> now, let's so be fair. Future, be yeah, now let's be fair. They can both be at the top of the hill because we're doing Beauty and the Beast first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like the way you're talking, Merrick. You're talking <laughs> my language. For the tiebreaker in this. <laughs> <I like laughs> well, if you're the same person, I'm always going to lose. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. We are the same person, so suck it i guess <laughs> uh, okay anyway um that's it for this week yeah. now that we've spoiled what the ranking is going to be for next week so no one has to listen to it
1: well uh, to be fair chances yeah. are that we may change our minds upon rewatch
0: yeah we may have to save some time for like an end of episode argument on what this list is going to become but yeah. uh very complicated talk- that's what it's going to become
2: <laughs> yes <laughs>
0: Uh for now that's been uh all of us, Nathan, Derek, and James. Uh do we have Twitter accounts you want to pimp?
1: Yeah, my Twitter is at Burning Lizard on well, Twitter. You can contact me there if you have any questions or want to say why my opinions are wrong or why my opinions are right, or if you have anything you want to add to the podcast you just listened to.
2: Uh mine is at binge watch fan because I'd like binge watching (laughs) and nothing else that I wanted to do was available.
0: And I'm at burning lizard because me and Derek are the same person. Oh my gosh. Or I'm also at the useless God. If you want to tell me my opinions are incorrect. And the little mermaid was literally the pinnacle of the feminist movement. So (laughs) that's it from us this week. Thanks for listening to the quest for the best Disney edition. Um tune in next week for a really, really good movie and a really boring movie. We will oh see gosh, you then. Thank so much. <laughs> Everybody and welcome to the best I fed up already. Okay. Gonna... Take two. <laughs> Take two. Alright, look we'll at your ass again.
1: <laughs> it's early. Yes. How's that? Better. C- Cause apparently, whenever I turn the recorder on, it decides: oh, we need him to sound like the voice of God from on high. Opening and ending music by at Ben Sound. Podcast cover art by Nathan Rackley at drawakir on Twitter.